Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I am so excited to be here with you all. We got a great one for you all, and we are not going to waste any time diving in because we got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about in terms of motivation, motivating the youth, motivating our teachers, motivating the people that are out there doing great things in our schools across, across the country. And this guy is coming all the way from Chicago. He is a teacher speaker, which I think is pretty incredible. And I think that is something we're going to dive a lot into as well today. And he is going to talk about some amazing things related to the motivational speaking and the stuff that he's doing to keep teachers, educators, and students going in the right direction. So without further ado, I'm going to attempt to not butcher his name. His name is Phil Janis Zuski. And he is coming from all the way from Chicago. Phil, how you doing? Brandon, thanks for having me, man. You did a great job. You went slow-mo on my last name. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I had to. I had to. The way you I think you need to explain to all the listeners how we say your name, because you told me a very great way. So let's just start with that right there. All right. Say you're on a field trip at the zoo. You're about to go see a gorilla. His name is Janice. So Janice is at the zoo. And he's a special one that does tricks, so he's uh, on skis. So it's Janice Zuski. Janice Zuski. There he is. Janice Zuski, everybody. (laughs) Janice Zuski. Here he is. All right, Phil. So we're talking about lots of great things that are going on, and you're doing some incredible work in your area. And I am just really excited to dive in. We connected not too long ago, and I've obviously been inspired by the work that you're doing. And we had a talk not too long ago, and I'm so excited to share the work that you're doing. So let's just talk a little bit about your your way into it all before we start explaining it. You know, obviously, you're now a teacher um, in the classroom day to day, but also finding time to speak and motivate and inspire educators and students all over the country. So that's a pretty amazing thing. So the question is, how did you get, how did you get there? So let's dive right in. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. I I grew up uh, southwest suburbs, Chicago, in a really nice family. They valued education and went through high school. Most of my life, I actually thought I was going to go to culinary school. Loved cooking in restaurants, trying things out. And luckily, at 17, I realized it wasn't the career for me. Very lucky to have a chemistry teacher that knew me well, maybe more than I knew myself, Mr. B., 
I went up to him and said, Hey, I don't think I want to go to culinary school anymore. I actually am disliking it a lot. It's just not rewarding like it is cooking at home. And he said, Hey, I think you love school a lot. And I said, Absolutely. He says, I think you like science a lot. I said, Absolutely. He says, Why don't why don't you become a teacher? You could you could be in this environment a long time. It was like a light bulb went on, switch flicked, and that was it. Geared up, went to the guidance office. Figured out I need to go to Illinois State University. That's where about one out of every four teachers in Illinois go to become a teacher. Got my degree in chemistry from Illinois State University. Go Redbirds for anybody who knows that school out there listening right now. Uh, So I got my degree in chem, student taught. Was lucky to student teach in a school that had openings that was a great place. And now I'm on my 19th year there, Brandon. So the rest is history, brother. I've been teaching chemistry physics and English language learning, physical science on and off throughout those 19 years. Wow. That is a, uh, that's an awesome story. Shout out to Mr. B. It's always good to shout out those teachers because it's rare that we have an episode where someone doesn't shout out a teacher that inspired them to become who they were along the way. So Shout out to all those teachers who get those stories told about them every once in a while. So I am throwing that in that direction, but throwing it back to you. And so you've been teaching for 19 years. Obviously, that equips you with a certain amount of experience and a certain kind of experience that you decided to take to another level. So talk a little bit about how you took that into another place and, and inspiring beyond just the classroom four walls. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So about... Almost 11 years ago now, a buddy and myself were were both working at the same school, helping with the leadership conference, and they were short one speaker for the conference, didn't have the funds, basically said, hey, does anyone here have anything that they could present on, just something positive to lift up the audience? But we've got about an hour to fill, and we need to find something that's valuable. Uh, Didn't really know the guy across the table, but myself and my buddy Matt, now my buddy, my best bud, uh, we raised our hands, said, well, I, I can help. And I think we both thought we were going to speak separate, like alone, but they just did the old, oh, perfect, you two, figure it out. So they paired us together. We got together and started realizing that we really enjoyed helping youth. We loved energy. We loved entertainment. And even though we're very different people, uh, realized quickly that we both had similar foundational morals and expectations of how to live a good, healthy, happy life. And we just built it from there. We took it very seriously, presented, and thought, I think we're on to something. I think this is something that a lot of youth should hear in building their self-confidence. So we took that route, got a little bit of it filmed, and started mailing it out on DVD back then to people in schools and saying, hey, we're giving out this message of high energy building and self-confidence. And we're proud to say the February of 2024, it'll be our 11th anniversary in business uh, being public speakers. So I've been a youth speaker that long, and that's been an incredible journey, meeting a bunch of different people from across the nation, trying to motivate young adults, helping them realize their full potential is through building their self-confidence, taking healthy risks, putting themselves out there, accomplishing hard stuff that they, they aren't sure they're going to be able to do brushing off the awkward and fully realizing that a positive mindset and resilience really can go a long way in your life and lead to a really fulfilling one. So it's been an awesome journey and something I'm grateful for. And it's absolutely changed my life for the better. And 
being with that once the pandemic hit in 2020. I don't know about you, Brandon, but I was looking at blank boxes on the screen at my house, uh, starting to wonder, uh, is this is this what my career has come to? And I started looking on LinkedIn and thinking maybe it's time for a career shift. Didn't enjoy just looking at blank screens all day. Luckily, that went away. But I think what happened after COVID was there was a lot more stress and weight and pressure on teachers in different ways than we've ever experienced before. And I saw a lot of my, some of the best mentor teachers I've had, some of the greats really struggling to make it through the day, struggling to come into the building and get excited. And it started pulling on my heartstrings. And I got really into during COVID the positive psychology and the things that we can do that's in our control to flourish more. And I really was called to start talking to educators, specifically in staff. So now I'm a public speaker that also speaks to uh, all staff keynotes and try to lift them up in order to live their best life. The way I do that, as we were kind of talking about earlier, Brandon, is that when we lean into our errors, the things that we do every day, but the things we specifically that light us up, like the things that light me up, uh, I'm a father, I'm a creator, I li I like to be creative, I'm a baker and a cooker, I enjoy the creative outlook of cooking, uh, I'm a lifter, I like to work out, uh, all those things. When you start thinking about the things that build you up and fill you up, if you're intentional about building them into your daily schedule, even if it's five minutes a day for each thing, you start putting your head down at night on your pillow feeling fully energized that you hit on a lot of things that light you up. You're less likely to burn out. You're less likely to have as much of a negative mindset. So the things that we can do at home to take care of ourselves and build into our structure actually have a huge and profound impact on everything in our lives. The way we treat ourselves, the way we treat others, the way we show up to work, the way we show up for our families, the way we communicate, all of that I think stems from a solid structure in a regimented schedule. And that's what I like to help teachers do is help them realize what are the things that I do every day or I'm not doing every day, but that I should be that really get me excited about life. And when we do that, that starts trickling over into the classroom. So we focus on the personal side to benefit the professional side second. I love that. And I see so much of what you're talking about. I see so much of that in the work that I get to do here as well in this podcast, talking to a lot of people who are people that are inspirational, people that are filling others' cup, so to speak. And so when you are staring at these teachers and you're working with these teachers and, you know, there's many of them in a room. And I know many of the listeners are probably asking the same question I'm asking. And so shine some light on us here. So where do, where does someone start? Yeah, great question. I think the first most important place to start is to start paying attention to what you do daily that's in your regular habits and kind of audit your day. Think about everything that I do daily. Is that a net positive thing? Is that something that fills me up? Is that something that's neutral? You know, like, I don't know, Brandon, you got to pay your credit card bill once a month or twice a month, right? I, that's something you have to do. Not exciting, but not necessarily draining. Just something you got to do. And then what are the things you have to do that are absolutely draining? And that, that could be different things, part of our life, part of our jobs, right? We don't, we don't love everything we do, and that's completely natural. We're not avoiding that. But when we start looking at 
is my day set up in a way that I end up doing more things that fill me up than drain me? And if it's not working out that way, that's when you have to start digging in and thinking about, well, what are the things that fill me up? What are the things that excite me? And what are my, as I mentioned earlier, my errs, the roles I play, the things I do. When you start digging into those errs, for me, one again is I love to create. I love to make videos, edit them, put them out there for people. That's just part of who I am. Now, that's not everybody, but that's one of my errs. When you start digging into that and you're looking into the field of positive psychology, a lot of those things you are overlap with what's called your signature strengths. And your signature strengths are the things you do that you enjoy. You tend to be pretty good at them, but you really like a challenge with them. And you can get lost in what they call that flow state where you just lose sense of time, right? And everybody's got their different signature strengths. But when you start to notice and realize those strengths and you build them into your day, and now I'm not saying quit your job and for me, create videos six hours a day. What I'm saying is if you know the things that fill you up, then be intentional and hit on them every single day. Is it five minutes you can fit in? It's better than nothing. Is it 30 minutes you can build in? That's great, whatever it is. And when we start digging into that, what we really start to realize when we audit our lives is that we have habits of things that don't necessarily, they're not negative, but they're not really building us up. Can we declutter and replace those with things that do fill us up. For me, something I used to do, I used to watch about an hour of television every night, watch different shows. Now, I'm not knocking anybody watches TV. I get it. It's entertaining. It's a way to decompress. But for me, I really dug deep and started thinking about, is that filling me up as much as something else I could be doing? So for me, I replaced that time with different things. Uh, it could be time with my son and daughter, you know, when bedtime, reading together, uh, did I replace it with, I could be doing my video editing because I like to create. So when you start playing this game back and forth, you declutter the things that aren't serving you well and filling it up with your signature strengths and the, your errors, you can really start to see a huge shift in your energy throughout the day. And when you do that, uh, you're more resilient, you're more patient you tend to be willing to look more on the positive side of things. We're all negative bias, right? I mean, we we like to look at the negativity that's kept us alive for 200,000 years. I get it. But when you have more energy, when you're not exhausted, when you're not depleted, you're willing to take on challenges better. Because of that, not only does your life get better, but the people's lives around you get better. So it's just this upward spiral of positivity. And it's not very profound, right, Brandon? I mean, it's just some structure and a little intention. And all of a sudden, you start feeling like you're way more in control of your life. And you can take on the things that aren't necessarily always filling you up. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that we all discovered throughout the pandemic that we were all spending a little bit too much time on screens really quickly. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's a big one. You know, I think... I think as a teacher, and I know there's a lot of teachers and educators that listen to this podcast, and I know there's a lot of things that don't fill us up, but things that stand in front of us that sometimes maybe we have to do because we are teachers. And right. there are things on a regular basis, to name a few, standardized assessments, to name, name, to name a few, um, certain curriculum components, perhaps. Maybe it's a certain lesson or maybe it's something, you know, a toxic leadership 
situation that they're involved in. So let's just kind of help them. Let's go deeper. Let's let's prove this even further because I think it's important as we go into this place. Talking about those, removing those, we can't necessarily remove those from our lives as teachers. So where are your thoughts there? What do you suggest there? Yeah, I think that when you start getting to those roadblocks or those things that really just deplete you or make you feel defeated, unheard, unseen. I think, again, it has to start with that foundation of taking care of yourself first. So first of all, you have more resilience to tolerate those things that are out of your control. And then you have to approach those situations as such. You have to say, is this in my control? You know, so a standardized test, Brandon, that's not going away, right? You as a teacher, you're going to have to prepare them for that, right? So you can accept the fact that whatever, no matter what I do, I can't cause that to go away this school year. Okay, so then what is in my control? What are the choices and actions I have and that can make and choose to make in order to make this the best possible outcome uh, for everyone? And that could be, all right, I'm going to break this down and we're going to hammer this lesson out, you know, in little chunks so that we not only meet the expectations, but maybe even exceed, but do it in a way that we feel accomplished. We feel like we had autonomy. And again, when you are living life like it's out of control and you're putting out fires and you're being reactive instead of proactive, you don't allow the mental capacity. You don't have the mental currency to get creative to even stop and think about, all right, this is not something I enjoy. However, what is in my control to make the best of this? And again, I just think the more we are energized and fulfilled, the easier those things become. And also, they probably don't bother us as much as they used to because we do feel more in control with our lives. Our whole body system is set up to feel unsafe. And when we're unsafe, we're nervous you know, if there's some type of threat. And if we're constantly just in survival mode, our body's like that all the time. And I've been there. I'm, I'm sure you have too, Brandon, lack of sleep or something. You've overreacted about a situation that when you really look at it, if you just felt your best self, you probably would have just been like, well, that's annoying. Okay, let's get it done. As opposed to, you know, what is this? This is an atrocity, right? right. We, can, we can all get in that dramatic mode. And I'm not saying I'm above that or beyond that. But I definitely am saying that throughout my career of 19 years, I've been consistently positive, consistently energetic. And I started digging into why am I so strange? Why am I an outlier in energy and enthusiasm? and attention to details with my students. Why do I have such good rapport with them and have very little angry parent interactions? And I really started to dive into that through the lens of positive psychology. And it really is just that I'm a pretty structured guy that every day I enjoy because I have things that I look forward to. A lot of it's in the school, in the classroom. A lot of it's at home with my personal life. But every day, I enjoy because it is a gift and it's full of things, but I built that in there. Now, was that accidental, Brandon? Absolutely. I think I was just naturally wired that way. And I think my parents instilled those values in me. But I think a lot of people that isn't natural for, and if I can help them get a little closer to that, 
I think they're going to find that they don't whip out that fire hose as quickly. And they realize I can just stomp this fire out with my foot. We don't need to make a big mess of this. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just kind of blown away my notes, looking over all the things you're saying here. And and you're obviously talking about doing this as well in your classroom. And that's exactly where I was going because, you know, it's, it's, making sure that you're doing the things that fill you up to give you the the passion and the fire and the enthusiasm, the energy to be able to be efficient in the classroom. However, the most important part of that efficiency relies on the students. So how I've always (laughs) been a big proponent of this, you know, Tony Robbins preaches about it, John Maxwell, Jack Canfield, Les you know, Les Brown, the the list goes on Mm -hmm. that they've constantly talked about how the way that our schools are often presenting instruction is in an old school way where we're basically just people are just telling you like, this is what you're learning and they're coming along for the ride instead of being the one in the driving seat. And I see a lot of schools pushing towards the driving seat with their students. And I've had so many amazing educators on this podcast that have talked about these innovative programs that are going on in schools. And I think this is something that I'm fully behind. And I think the idea of goal setting and creating action plans and creating vision and putting vision into fruition and celebrating success are so critically important. So when you are doing this work with schools and working with students, what are some things that you're doing to get the, the, the students to understand the why for the students to understand the goals behind things? I think that one of the biggest challenges with students in general, blanket statement as well as for adults, is a very similar thing. I think a lot of people lack structure and the proper amount of sleep. And because of that, I think a lot of humans, again, are in survival mode. So no matter what you tell someone or how you prepare them or give them the autonomy to learn in a way that's creative for them, if they don't have that basic amount of sleep and structure down, it's hard for them to dive in and truly be energized, excited, interested, motivated, and conscious to even get to those innovative ways. So for those guests you've had on that have incredible innovative ways, I think we all agree that those are amazing. But I see a lot of my students who would struggle getting there because right now their basics are so out of balance. So I'm not avoiding the question by any means, Brandon, but it's always going back to our personal self. I think that I know that so many of us would benefit from healthier boundaries and schedules. And when you do that, you you require even less fancy, exciting stuff because our brain is more in tuned and opened to be to learning and to being able to adapt to a situation. So I, I'm all about getting students to learn in innovative ways. Absolutely. The world is complex. 
the world never just gives you a multiple choice test when you get, you know, when you, when you grow up, right? So the more we can get them to think, absolutely. But how many of us, including not just students, but our own teachers struggle with thinking because they're, they're barely making it through. They have so much on their plate. They've overscheduled. They don't even realize the things they do throughout the day that are either filling them up or completely depleting them. They don't even realize the things they have the option of saying no to and getting rid of. And because of that, they're just in this, this wheel, this hamster wheel. And then from there, it's, it's hard to tune in to anything. So I love to speak to my students about my own flaws and my own struggles with my schedule, with everything. And I'll tell them my wins too. Guys, I got a great eight hours of sleep last night. Uh, I had a great workout this morning, 5 a.m. Saw my daughter before school, made her breakfast, gave her a hug, got here. So I started planting those little seeds, you know, of I have a structure. Do you guys have a structure? You know, and from there, I'm hoping to be more of a seed planter, a role model. So how do you combat that? I don't think anyone has the complete 100% answer, but I do think us as educators, we need to be role models. And so many of us need to take care of our own personal life first before we can be that role model for, for our own students. And there's a lot of reasons why we're out of balance, right? But no matter what, it's not fair that it happens to educators, that they get burned out and so much is on them. It's not their fault, but it is our responsibility to take action, to take control of our lives, to try to show up to be the best version of ourselves for our students. And the more we do that, I think the more that will fall in line. So I think I'm still at the starting line. And Brandon, I know your question, I think, was way up there, a couple miles ahead. But I'm no, still- it's not. It's not. And I think what you're reinstating and what you're reinforcing is the fact that once you put these structures in place, the learning happens in a way in a different way. The learning happens more consistently. The learning is is student propelled and the learning is is owned really quickly. I think that's most important. And I agree. I think those structures are so important and many of our kids walk around without them. And especially when all the, the different forces that are out there pulling their attention away, structures are essential. So, you know, one thing we do on this show is we, we dedicate this show to somebody who's out there unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. And we have been talking about the incredible work you're doing with speaking to our youth and you are not doing that alone. And so that is who you'd like to shout out. So give us the shout out. Yeah, I want to give a huge shout out for unlocking that unlimited potential to my brother from another mother, my best friend, Mr. Matt Makovich. He's a nationally recognized college board and recognized guidance counselor, but also he's a huge inspiration on professionalism and also athleticism. He is gearing up and training in the gym hard daily to get ready for a hundred mile ultra marathon. Hopefully as long as everything goes well physically uh, at the end of the year. So I'm really impressed and inspired by his drive and push. And I'm just grateful to have a human like that in my circle that not only can I look up to, but that I have someone in mind that when they need to tell me, I need to pick it up and I can do better. He's that friend that can do it for me. So 100% dedicated to him. 
Love that. Shout out to you, Matt. We appreciate you all. Good luck in the race, man. Good luck. I hope you uh I hope you survive the hundred miles because that is incredible. I'm a big fan of David Goggins. I've read his book and I am I I don't say that I know that it's what you're about to endure, but I know that it is graphic. So good <laughs> luck. Go get them. And if you make it through, please give me a shout out because I am looking forward to hearing that you made it through it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, you know, we've also been talking about this the whole show. And as we get close to wrapping it up, you know, we've been talking so much about some of these great things that are happening that you're doing in schools and how, you know, your focus on positive psychology has really changed the way in, in which you look at the work that you've been doing and, and being able to bring that into an area where talking about building self-confidence for our youth and teachers is so critically important. So I love everything about it. So we got to kind of tie it up here. And the best way to tie it up is to have you finish my sentence. So unlocking unlimited potential means. Unlocking unlimited potential means that you take control of your life. You specifically look at the things that fill you up and you intentionally build them into your daily schedule. And when you take care of yourself and you build in those good things, there's an exponential positive growth in your life that's going to open your mind up to learning new opportunities, connecting with new people, and you're going to flourish and flourish even more. But it starts with our own decision and our own intentions. Yes, that is straight fire. And I totally agree with everything right there. That's so critically important. Thank you for your inspiration. I appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. What is happening next for you? Uh, thank you, Brandon. I'm doing a lot of great things. It's speaking season. So I'm going to be speaking to some different staffs. I'm going to be speaking to youth with Matt through MP presentations, and I'm kicking off my first full year. I have what's called the Positive Growth Lounge membership, which is a membership for educators to meet twice a month virtually with me. And we just go through a lot of what we were just talking about, Brandon. How can we dive into ourselves first personally so that we can better impact our professional lives? So it's a great group of teachers from across the country. We just get together, unload on each other, challenge each other, and grow together. And it's been a one of the most inspiring things I've ever been involved with. So I'm, I'm really proud to be running that still this year. That's awesome. And his contact information and all his awesome connections will be listed in the show notes. So you can just jump right there right now as quick as you want to go and find him because... You probably heard many things in this show that were inspiring or insightful, and I hope that you will share them with others because there is a lot of amazing work that is happening, and this guy right here is doing some amazing speaking across the country, and so you want to get him on your schedule as soon as you can. So check him out because he is getting real busy real fast. So I appreciate you for taking the time, Phil. Brandon, it's been an honor. Thanks, man. I appreciate all you do and put out into the world. So the opportunity means a lot. Have a great night, man. Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, remember that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential, it begins with you. And if you have not signed up for the Something For You newsletter from BrandonBeckEDU.com, go ahead, join it as soon as possible. All you have to do is just punch in that website. And it's the first thing that pops up. Helpful tips and free resources in your inbox twice a month. 
check it out. I spend a lot of time on it, so I'd love it if you took a couple minutes to just give it a read. That's all you got to do is jump jump on over there. And listen, for the rest of you, I hope that you will continue to live with passion and purpose in everything that you do. Have an amazing day, everybody.